What is going on, Panthers Nation? Carolina Dad here, your host of the Two Growls One Four Podcast. Hey, we have some big news to talk about. Frank Reich getting fired. But guess what? I'm breaking it up into two episodes. I think it's only right for me to keep the same systematic format that I have with a reaction and a preview, or I guess a preview and a reaction episode. Oops, one thing I didn't do was start my timer. Now, one thing about this is I am going to try to keep it short and sweet, around 10 minutes for the recap, but I don't think we can really get into this full discussion of Reich and the impact of him being fired until we talk about the game, because I think the game in particular is like the nail and the final nail on the coffin, however you want to say it. Here we go. Panthers lose again. 1 and 10 on the year. If you took the under, you can officially cash out as the Panthers now will not hit over seven and a half wins. It's hard for me to imagine them hitting any more wins. But let's get into the game. So here we are. We have the battle of Will Levis and Bryce Young coming into this game. I said, hey, I think the Panthers have a chance. It's a winnable game. And we even heard Frank Wright in the presser after saying, yeah, it's a winnable game. These are winnable games. We didn't win. Continuing to lose games that we should win. And I'm not saying we should go out here and beat every team that we play. But when you look at the back half of the schedule, these were the winnable games. And Tennessee, although undefeated at home, their one loss was the London International game. So actually undefeated at Nissan Stadium. All, all that considered, you knew they would play good, but 17 to 10, I mean, this was it, folks. This was it. It was just poor play. And we come out of the game looking like a brand new offense, and then we just deviate from that, which, which we continue to do, deviate from things that give us success with two tight ends and one back or getting Bryce out of the pocket with a play action, with a rollout. And you know what? The offensive line, the pressure that was there, it was in Bryce's face all day long. Another four-sack day. Bryce had the fumble, a crucial turnover. And I'll say this, I did apologize on Twitter when I tweeted it out because I was really, I was just ticked off when it happened. I was actually running an errand so I was listening on the radio and I was like blaming Bryce but you go back and watch Icky gets beat I mean Bryce had no shot at, at making a play there scrambling out and then he just gets tackled from behind as he's going to, to throw the ball and we continue to, to see the regression of this offensive line which you know we're not going to talk about Reich just yet but it does beg the question what is the purpose of firing Reich at this point I said coming into today, I thought the scapegoat was going to be Campman. That if you're going to make a move, you're going to fire someone. Speaking of Reich, and he comes in and he fires your offensive line coach. He's a great coach. Don't get me wrong. But it's like you got to do something. And it looks like Tepper got to him first. Now, a few inactives. These two of them healthy scratches. Raheem Blackshear, who's been a, a critical piece to the return game with LaVisca being out. We saw LaVisca come back. LaVisca get hurt. And another healthy scratch in Terrace Marshall Jr. The 
Panthers have three wide receivers coming back next year that are signed. Terrace Marshall Jr., Adam Thielen, and Jonathan Mingo. Those are your three returning receivers. It seems like Terrace Marshall is out. You're talking about two receivers on this roster with Mingo trying to figure it out. Speaking of Mingo, and I've got to I gotta say, what was that play where Bryce is scrambling and he does this like weird hop skip thing trying to, to catch the ball and jumps out of bounds, throws his body out of bounds, and then makes the catch. Oh my gosh. I I you just watch this week after week and they they joke that you've got to be a football fan to watch that game yesterday because you know one and nine right one and nine and three and seven coming into the game for the two teams i agree i agree that you know nobody is going to volunteer to watch that but then going back and then you've got adam who's another year older another healthy scratch for terrace and panthers didn't trade him away that's fine i do think he'll be gone yeah i don't know maybe maybe this reset with whoever comes in Maybe it's a it's another chance for him, but ah, same same old story. Now we did what we needed to do. It was another game where we held a quarterback to under 200 yards, sacked Will Loves one time. He was 18 to 28, 185 yards. Considering how bad our run defense is, we held the Titans to 80 rushing yards with Derrick Henry. Henry had 18 carries for 76 yards. He did have one 18-yard run, but only a 4.2 average. I'll take that. We were the most balanced that we have ever been this season with 32 rush attempts and 31 pass attempts. We had Chuba Hubbard with 14 carries, 45 yards, really downhill runner, scored the one touchdown. Miles Sanders had 15 for 28, 1.9 yards per carry. We saw Bryce scramble three times, 23 total yards. And uh, yeah, that that was the summary of your day. Chuba Hubbard was also your leading receiver. Jonathan Mingo had six targets, four receptions for 60 yards. I should should say Chuba was your leading receiver for receptions. Saw a little bit of DJ Shark, which like, hey, we'll take anything at this point. Amir Smith-Marset getting involved for one play, pulled out. Lots, lots to talk about with like where this team is going, at least for the last six games. But we held up, we held them to 185 passing yards. Like I said, defense continues to shine. DeAndre Hopkins, three catches, four, 49 yards. You can't really ask for much. And if you see me watching the video, I'm checking my phone now because I am trying to stay consistent and, and make sure that I stay on task. Yeah, I mean, box score, you know, if you really think about the game itself, penalties aided the Panthers on the really long drive, one of the scoring drives that, that helped the drive keep going. You know, you take away those penalties and... Kind of hard to see a scoring really any points. Titans had eight penalties for 53 yards. We had four for 35, which was a good day, a good day for our team because we continued to be one of the most penalized teams in the league. But you look at the, again, the box score for Bryce. I, I went over 
the pass attempts, but he was 18 to 31, 194 yards, sacked four times for 32 yards. He is the second most sacked quarterback in the league behind Sam Howell, who is leading the league in passing. So a little bit different situation, but you continue to see the pressure the pressure up the middle in Bryce's face. And that was the thing. I should have said this, and I'll go to the snap count really quickly. I'll get back on track. But there was one thing. So I'm coming into this game. I'm like, yeah, Cade Mays or Nash Jensen would likely get the nod. That was not the case. So we had, if I can get to it, I'll tell you in a second. Toth was your starting guard. And then, you know, we had injuries suffered again across the line with Zavala. So we ended up seeing Cade Mays. We ended up seeing Nash Jensen for a little bit. Very just rough day. And it was just like the tone of the season. It was like overcast and nasty there in Nashville. Not a great crowd. You know, it's funny watching the games. I, I watched it with Nolan he was very into it. Like, you know, for, for a Ravens fan, man, I think he was bleeding a little blue yesterday, but he was like, why aren't you getting excited? And I was like, dude, you, you just don't understand, man. I know what's going to happen. I know who this team is, and they're just going to let us down. And that's what they did. Not, not that I expected much more, but I did expect a little bit more. I did. I did. Not saying that, you know, just... I, I, I've been a loss for words. Now we talk about the, the big plays. Panthers had more plays of 20 or more yards. Oh my gosh. We had one pass play to Chuba Hubbard for 25 yards. Another pass to Mingo for 24 yards. And another pass to Mingo for 22 yards. I mean, then another, uh, another one for 19 yards. It was... One of the best days in terms of what we'll call explosive plays. It's hard to say anything is explosive with this team. We held the Titans to two two plays. When you look at the field position battle, that is a big, you know, tipping tipping point that helped the Titans, you know, getting the ball off of the Bryce turnover certainly did help. I'll tell you in a second. It was our biggest differential or difference in the day so our average starting field position was our own 16 their average was their own 34 so like the the gap there what 18 yards in favor of the titans was the worst gap that we've had this season and you go out and you look at the drives we had a punt a field goal let's see 14 plays like i said when you go back and you start talking about these statistics and like average point per play, like we are at the bottom of the league, that's no surprise. But 14 plays, 52 yards, and you only get a field goal. And we had the fumble, the falling drive, punt, punt. Excuse me, 11 play, 48 yard drive. I guess it was, yeah, 11 plays, 48, sorry, and a touchdown scored. That was the longest, longest scoring drive. The the thing with this offense, man, it really is. And I gave the analogy the other week or last week about, you know, the car getting to the gas station and all that. That's what it is. It is so hard to even get a yard. 
I mean, you think about the penalties that occur, you think about the things that have to go in our favor for us to even have a chance to get close to winning. But this game was was the final straw. And you know, the offense itself, we are now, this team is the second worst scoring offense in Panthers history. The Jimmy Clausen, 2010 Jimmy Clausen-led team was around 12, a little over 12 points. We are now at 15.7 points per game, second worst in franchise history. We continued to plummet, and that's it just felt like that was the reason. I'm not getting into the Frank discussion on this show. I'll get into it when I do the recording here in a second. But yeah, it, it seems like this was the game. You know, I kept joking, not joking, but over the last few weeks, I kept saying, like, is this Reich's last game? Is this his last game? And part of me felt like, eh, not really. I think he'll make it through the season, but did not did not make it through. There was one other bit of information in here, and now I'm completely I lost. Well, this is what it was. Coming out, you know, this was like the hot news last night, which made me think that this firing was going to happen. I saw Sheena Quick and a few others, Joe Person, tweeting that when Tepper left the locker room last night, he didn't he didn't speak to to Frank, but apparently he just walks out and drops an f bomb like storming out, and that was like all I needed to know. And I was like, is he gonna actually fire someone today? I don't think so. And then we see the tweets come out, which I'll talk about in a minute. Now closing this out, Panthers, which we'll look to the preview here in a minute. We know Chris Tabor is gonna be running this. I don't know where we go in general. The thing that I'll keep reiterating with this team is over 77%, really 75% of this team is back next year under contract. You want to talk about a rebuild, a retool. I think that's part of the reason that coaching is being brought up the, the way that it is and why it's so important to get someone in here that can right the ship as best as we can and really get into the, you know, keep pounding mantra. So I'll close this out so we can actually talk about what's happened. Uh, what I did not say coming into this episode was my experience with the Tennessee Titans in, I guess, 2019, 2020, 2019. Got to go on a work trip down to Nashville, Tennessee with one of our clients at the time for the company I worked for, a former employer, and they hooked us up with on-field passes. One of the coolest things I've ever gotten to do. So I got to go on the field pregame. Really good seats. We didn't sit in box seats, but nice premium seats. And it was just, it was awesome. Very fun. It, it felt weird being there. I think they played the Bills. It's like seeing one, the, the game itself was like 14 to 7. It was so quiet in the stadium. Bills Mafia took over, but it was just a very quiet game. But fun experience. It felt weird being in the game, not pulling, you know, having the Panthers there as the team that you're rooting for. But also, like, as a, as a dad, I was just like, man, this is cool, but it's one of those experiences like you wish your kids could have in- instead of you, which is like, hey, maybe hopefully someday I'll get to that. Anyways, I rambled a little too long in my recap, so I'm going to close out this episode so we can actually get into the nitty gritty of talking about Frank Reich being fired. All right, y'all. <laughs> 